Welcome to episode four of the DC Drop podcast, where we are going to be talking about the new animated original movie from DC, The Death of Superman. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. And I'm Travis. So this is the the new one. If it sounds familiar, a Death of Superman animated movie, it's because it has been done before with Superman Doomsday, the first DC animated original movie. Always have to remember that mouthful was done back in 2007. This is going to be a more faithful two-part Death of Superman, and then The Reign of Superman comes in early 2019. This is directed by Jake Castorina and Sam Liu, and it was written by Peter J. Tomasi, a longtime comic book writer. Uh, before we get in, I guess let's, I just wanted to ask everybody, Travis, I'll start with you. What's your kind of history with The Death of Superman? Have you read the comic, the the series? Have you seen it uh, in animation, or, or what's your history with it? I've seen it in animation, and I read the comic a few years back, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, it was it was big news. I can remember it being big news when I was younger, actually seeing it on on the news about Superman dying out of the comics, and I thought that that blew my mind back then. I didn't even read comics, and I thought that was pretty amazing. I think it was CNN too that it was on. <laughs> yeah i I have not read the comic um, or seen the the other animated movie, but. I have talked a lot about this comic book art with a, a lot of different people and I, I like know all of the beats and everything. And this is one of those stories where I'm always like, man, I need to read this, but there's always something else that I read instead. And so I probably should, should have went and read it before I watched this, but I'm definitely going to now. I'm kind of glad you didn't because that gives us different perspectives here because I did just reread it again before this. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that will give us a different sort of viewpoints and everything. Someone not familiar with it, someone who or hasn't read it, someone who hasn't read it in a while, and someone who's just read it. And I've read it several times. It's one of my favorite comic arcs of all time. Not only the the death of Superman, those specific issues, but the the death and life of Superman, the novel by Roger Stern, the Superman Doomsday and Beyond young adult novel by Louise Simonson. It's one of my favorite Superman stories and just comic book stories of all time. Uh, and I think it's actually become underrated just because it was it's such a big deal. But I, I'm a huge fan of it. And so I was very excited to see it adapted again, even though it's we've seen a little bit of it before in Batman v Superman and Superman Doomsday and some other stuff. But the comic, depending on what you want to include anything, the whole death, funeral, return of Superman is around 50 issues, you know, depending on what you want to count. If you want to count the News Time magazine that was in universe, uh, fake magazine all kinds of things like that so it's a huge thing and i was really excited to see this adapted into a more faithful interpretation so uh, i guess we can get into our non-spoiler thoughts what overall would you think of this travis i thoroughly enjoyed this movie i thought it was right up there with a lot of the other movies in this universe which i also thought this movie did a great job of incorporating that justice league war universe uh, into this movie with Justice Leaguers having times to shine, but the real movie was set around Clark, his relationship with Lois, and just him becoming Superman a bit more. And and before I get into spoiler thoughts, I just thought this this was a uh, in line with the rest of the movies since Justice League War for quality. Uh, I thought it was far better than a Superman Doomsday movie we got back in '07, which is to be expected ten years later. I think they figured out you can't jam pack all of it, all that story into one movie. So I'm really looking forward to part two in 2019. Yeah, I I just have to agree with everything you said. I 
I really, really, really liked this. It's this was a, a fantastic film. It, you know, it's not a super long film as most of these animated films aren't, but even with it not being that long, it just seemed like it flew by because I was so invested in what was going on, and I was, you know, there's not many movies where you literally are sitting on the edge of your seat, like waiting to see what happens and just soaking it all in. But I, I really did that with this movie. It it was just really great from from start to finish. There's a few little nitpicks, then we'll talk about that. But I think they did, like you said, a great job of incorporating the Justice League without overusing them or taking the focus away from Superman. Um, it was definitely his story. Um, yeah, and I I don't I don't know how they could have done it better. It was great. I absolutely love this movie. Uh, there, maybe I could come up with a few nitpicks. I think most of them get resolved within the film itself. Most of my minor nitpicks. Other than that, I mean, this is just fantastic. I think absolutely adapting the death of Superman storyline in a way that fits in this continuity and is a little bit different. And it's still the story I remember, but it is it still feels fresh. And like you said, Zach, being on the edge of my seat, we, we know what's going to happen in the movie. There's a bit of a spoiler in the title, as Zach would say. But this is um, this is something that I was just really, really excited about and such a great Superman story. And, you know, it's dark when it needs to be dark because of Doomsday. It fits the existing continuity that we've had before. I think it's just tremendously balanced. And I know a lot of people have had questions with the new 52 films and everything. Uh, some people have been split on them, not liking how they've been inspired. I think this feels more like a, a little bit more not new 52 uh, pre flashpoint Superman story. Uh, it helps that it was written by Peter Tabassi, almost like uh rebirth thing so i just i just really like this and have only the minorest of nitpicks but overall i think this was just a fantastic film and a great adaptation of a great storyline couldn't agree more with that um uh i just we got we got even got cut scenes in the end and a couple nods throughout the movie for things going forward in the next movie which i really enjoyed that as well yeah so i guess we can get into spoilers now uh we'll try to keep it spoiler free for the rain the return of superman uh the storyline after we'll try to keep the spoilers for this film obviously there's some things in the the movie that will lead into part two but we'll try to keep it spoiler free from that stuff um but we can get into spoilers now well i gotta say that the thing that i enjoyed most was them building this movie around clark struggling to tell lois a secret and let her be fully part of his life, like take the risks, risks that come along with that too. And I know he, he's hesitant about it. And it was nice to see him talk to people in the league about that as well. Like asking flash because he's getting married. Like I enjoyed that whole scene and with the league joking amongst himself, Batman covering, uh, the, the the utilities for the year. I thought that was all great and pretty, a nice bit of like humor sprinkled into this movie. But, like, in the end, even when it comes back around about Lois telling Clark how he feels, I thought that that was just all timed and put in perfectly in this movie. Yeah, this is, this is definitely not, you know, a fun storyline. But like you said, they did a really good job of incorporating some humor moments without ever, like, changing the tone, the overall tone of the story or taking away from serious moments, um, especially the interactions with the Justice League, like you said. Um, yeah, the... It reminds me a little bit of like Superman for all seasons where you really get to see that kind of struggle between Superman and Clark Kent and see both sides of him and struggling to let people in 
to both sides to the, the wholeness of his person basically and like you said that's basically all this is that's the the main driving point behind this is wanting to tell lois and you know eventually getting there to telling lois um but it, it was really cool to see that and the interaction with interactions with his parents um that i'll get out of the way my one little nitpick right now and that was or maybe not even so much a nitpick, but just kind of a disappointment. I was really excited for Rain Wilson to do Lex, and his voice wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. It's definitely not terrible. He just came off as a little whiny and mustache twirly, but I mean, if that is the biggest issue I had with this whole film, that, that speaks pretty highly of it. Yeah, I, I was slightly disappointed in Rain Wilson. I think it just took longer to get used to because I'm so familiar with him from a different role, and he sounds so different from Lex Luthor's we've heard in the past. I don't think he did a bad job. I think it's just... It's just tough to get used to anybody. Anytime you hear a new voice actor doing something so different from a, you know, previous Lex Luthers and things like that. Um, but man, I loved how many characters were in this film. Uh, Superman characters from if you were reading before, during or after the death of Superman, you know, characters like Maggie Sawyer, Bibbo, Dabney Donovan, all that kind of stuff are all in here. There's all the Justice League characters that in a way that makes sense and fits. And yet it is still from beginning to end Superman's story and all those other characters never take away from what's going on with Superman's story. I will say the Lois and Clark thing was a bit of a, I liked it and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that was handled well. That, that was the one thing that felt like it was a bit of a rehash from Superman doomsday. Uh, Cause there's a similar thing going on except Superman and Lois are dating in that. That was the one thing that felt like we've seen that before. But other than that, it was absolutely justifies being a new another animated film based on the same storyline that an animated film had been done on before. Yeah, that's true. I also thoroughly enjoyed like went the the battle. We said this before. I don't sure I'm not sure if it was just talking amongst yourself that the Superman Doomsday movie faltered because the fight scene was with Doomsday is over in the first twenty minutes and he dies and it kind of takes away from the death. But here in this movie it's a build up to that final fight. That fight is in the final scene of this movie, which is just the way it should be. And I thought that really went well with Superman's death. Uh, and I also loved the fact that the Justice League fought, fought Doomsday and couldn't do anything with him. And it just a little nice little callback to Justice League War when uh, Darkseid was trying to take over Superman and have him fight the Justice League. We get a little glimpse of what would happen. He, they would all get destroyed as well. So I thought that was wicked, and just to see them all get a little moment, but they couldn't ha- do anything with Doomsday. I thought that put Superman's power set and abilities in, like showing people what they really are. Yeah, the you know we we haven't seen a ton of this Superman in this animated universe, and so this this film really had to do a lot to to kind of introduce us to him and you know show off his powers, and but also just show what kind of Superman this is. And again, I think the the storyline between him and Lois and struggling to tell her was a great way to introduce us to the character and kind of get into his, his psyche and mindset. Um, so that was fantastic. And then, yeah, the action scenes in this anime movie are, I think the best I've seen in, in any anime movie and probably, you know, in just, just about any movie of any kind. Um, I, I really, really liked the action. It was used really well. It was great seeing the whole justice league fighting, um, together and, you know, there's a like a Wonder Woman versus Cheetah battle that was really cool as well. Um, yeah, just I don't know. I, I'll just keep keeping superlatives on this movie. I, I really, really liked it. It was fantastic how it built up bef- to the 
the Superman versus Doomsday battle. And that's really the final act of the film. And so you get to care so much for Lois and Clark, both individually. And it, it you know, we see an established Superman, such a great, awesome scene, the opening scene where uh, Maggie Sawyer and Dan Turpin are trying to take down Mannheim and his thugs. And then Superman just gets an awesome entrance, uh, uses his heat vision, and then he comes in flying down from the sky. Such a cool thing. Uh, I just love seeing Superman in action like that. Yeah. Superman's the character who shows up when there is danger and all the all the civilians kind of can exhale a little bit because there's a relief because Superman's here. And that's such a cool thing to see. And they built up to that. So, I mean, I'm just was just totally invested in everything from the beginning and loved seeing all that. I agree. I really enjoyed that. And I also thought when you talking about Superman saving people, I thought that at the first scene when Doomsday arrives and goes through the uh, astronauts, I thought that that was quite telling too, that the guys they're saying like Superman will save us, Superman will save us kind of deal. You see how much some of these people depend on Superman. He can't be everywhere at the same time. So it's just, that just goes to show the burden that he has when people are just thinking they're like, it's usually people are like praying to God with their last thoughts and he's hoping Superman's going to save them. So it's just a little telling to me what Superman means to the world there in this, in this iteration. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of um, like religious kind of overtones in this film and comparisons to, you know, I think that there's a line right in the beginning where he's like something about the man upstairs and he's talking about Superman. Um, But yeah, the, setting up kind of that uh, messiah figure of Superman and savior figure or whatever, um, which is obviously classic Superman. The fact that he isn't perfect, he can't be everywhere at the same time, and some of the consequences that happen from that. And again, just handled so well in this film. Such a great... This movie is also filled from opening scene to the last scene with cameos and Easter eggs, almost just in-jokes that you can tell this was written by love with love by Tomasi. Uh, a guy who's a fan of the stories and the eras, obviously, just with the way it's written. Uh, little things mixed in, like Steve Lombard, everybody at the Daily Planet hating Steve Lombard. Uh, Lex Luthor's, there's the scene in Lex Luthor's hair. If you don't know, during the death of Superman, it was actually Lex Luthor too. He had a long red hair and a red beard. Long story, you don't need to know the whole story to get it, but that was just so cool to see him randomly wearing that. Uh, just a great way to in-joke it. Um, and I gotta say, the, the Lois and Clark dinner scene with Ma and Pa Kent, um, Superman did come off a little bit, you know, weird with saying TMI, but it was at that point when Mon Pacant were talking about Lana and Pete Ross, and then they mentioned Lori Lamaris. That was the moment where I realized this film could do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, a deep pull <laughs> like that to Lori Lamaris. Like the scene works if you don't know who Lori Lamaris is, but if you know this was a girl in a wheelchair who Clark fell in love with, and then it's revealed she's actually a mermaid from Atlantis, if you know all that, that's just such a great such a great nod to superman fans that i just love to see in a film like this which is you know the animated films are really made for the more hardcore fans so i'm so happy that's included yeah i couldn't agree more that like they hit on everything here even the writing was amazing like clark talking to lois and saying i'm just a small i'm just a guy from a small town that wants to do the right thing i think that's perfect line for superman like that's exactly what his credo is it's always been about. So I thought that they, they just hit with everything that they talked about and the way it just showed how much not only the world, but the Justice League needs Superman and him saving Lex at the end there. 
I thought that was great. Like I said, it just shows they showed more over how many more over how good Superman is compared to the rest of people, especially saving that kid and it's Nintendo. Like good job, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. That I wrote down that exact line. I'm just a guy from a small town trying to do the right thing. That just sums up Superman in one sentence. That's such a great way to sum it up and, and say what it is and seeing things. Um, that was awesome. Him saving the kid. You know, I know a lot of people don't necessarily like big superhero versus supervillain battle and we stop to save one person or anything like that. But to me, that's kind of the whole point of why superheroes do what they do. They're to save people. So I love seeing that. There's, you know, that's going to cost Superman later. You know, he's not. Any time, any energy he's spending saving one young boy is going to hurt him. You know, he's going to have less energy to take on Doomsday. That's energy he could be using towards punching Doomsday. So, uh, you know, without little things like that, Superman might survive, but he doesn't care. He's there to save his city, Metropolis. He's there to save everyone in it. And even if it costs him his life, which it does, uh, he's going to put every energy into saving every one of them. And I just, you know, it gave me the exact same feeling I had leading up to the death that I had reading the comic. And it's just, yeah. They put a really good highlight on that too, because he had doomsday wrapped up and could have done something like we seen in the end that how he's willing to kill doomsday to save everyone. He could have probably done something there to do that same kind of thing. But he, instead of like taking the opportunity to do that, he goes and saves the kid giving up that opportunity. Doomsday gets free. And like you said, that ends up costing him in the end. I thought, like, that's just perfect. That's just the way Superman should be. Yeah, there's so many little things like that to just illustrate Superman's character and who he is as a person. Um, but what did you guys think of Doomsday, the way he looked and the, the battle, the actual, like, fighting and action between him and Superman? I, I mean, I think it was fantastic. I, I can't complain about anything, but I'm curious what you guys think. Well, I got to say, personally, I think from the start of doomsday's encounter with justice league until the end fight with superman that was the best action scenes i've seen pretty much in animated anything animated ever i gotta say that was it was fantastic i thought doomsday was exactly how he's advertised a killing machine only focused on the fight it was perfect when john jones read his mind and was telling batman that he got he got no thoughts all he is focused on is killing He's a killing machine, is what he said. So, and each Justice League member trying to fight, but not being able to do anything with them. Wonder Woman having a little bit more of a go shows her power, but in Superman coming in and having a ten-minute fight with him, with some nods to BBS punching him up in space, and I thought that it was the best action scene I've seen in in these animated movies ever. Ter- terrific. I mean, I was. I thought everything with Doomsday was pretty much great. What makes, what makes Doomsday such a great and unique villain isn't that he is crazy like the Joker or you understand his background or anything. He's just a killing machine. And so he's like almost like Michael Myers in Halloween. He's like the boogeyman. He shows up to kill and that's all he does. And that's what, what makes him different and unique. And they definitely portray that. And the, the action is brutal at times uh, as necessary. Uh, it never really feels gratuitous, which is which was nice. I was worried there, you know, there could be too much blood or, or you know, killing bears too much or anything like that. But I think it makes smart cuts when it needs to. Um, but you obviously have to show show some destruction and show some real battles with that. And 
I like that. There's lots of little things I like that Doomsday isn't fully revealed. You know, his costume slowly gets torn apart until the battle with Superman when he's fully revealed uh, out of costume. One minor nitpick I wish there was um, in the, just from the comic, uh, he has one arm tied behind his back and goes through the entire Justice League basically like that. I think that would have been cool to see, but it, it's fine. It's handled well. Everything's done well. I, I like how it was handled here. And everybody in the Justice League gets their chance. But it shows that, you know, Superman is the one that needs to do it. Batman mentions that. But I will say it was awesome when Wonder Woman uh, has just had enough. He's taken down about everyone else. And she says, where's that monstrosity? And she's just not going to take it anymore. And has a really good battle for him until, you know, Superman needs to show up. Um, Other things there are, you know, I like how the Kents were used throughout and Lois and Kent and, and, leading Lois um, I was worried she would have a little bit just to the relationship stuff to do in this story but that's kind of all Clark gets to do for a lot of it and she gets to redeem herself gets in on the action to distract Doomsday at the end and and help save Superman uh, at least temporarily and yeah and then leading on to the funeral everything with we get to see the cuts of Wayne Manor all the heroes Lex trying to to use the death as a way to prop himself up we get the Superman statue and, you know, the coolest moment by far was Bibbo at the end. Um, I like how he, we get to see little snippets of Bibbo throughout the movie. And then so that end scene is so cool. And it's right out of right out of funeral for a friend. And he says, you know, he says a Hail Mary. And then he says, why would you let Superman die when a washed up old roughneck like me goes on living? It ain't right, God. It just ain't right. And I get chills hearing uh, Bibbo say that and. Bibbo, as usual, is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, that was great. Uh, it's pretty touching, and you get to see him go from a guy that was basically using Superman's name to further his restaurant and further himself to a guy that shows Superman's values when he's fighting Doomsday to get him to come in, get people to come in and like hunker out and stay safe there to the end where he questions his existence. Uh, after Superman loses his life, I thought that was great, and he really, really makes you care for him. He was a little annoying at first, but by the end of the movie, you really care for the character. So I thought that was that was a good little touch. Yeah, and it's again, it's kind of learning who Superman is through people that have interacted with him, and it's it's really cool that like for Lois that they set it up where she knows Clark and she doesn't know that Clark is. Lois and you know she's fallen in love with Clark not even knowing anything about him being Superman and now there's this whole other side to that character that just kind of like opens her eyes to just how amazing of a person she was in love with and you know she's going to get to see that through these people that he's interacted with um, how he's changed her life and how you know made them better people like you said he he did the right thing he tried to help people out and bring them into his restaurant and um He's trying to do nice things for people because of his interactions with Superman. And she's going to get to see that by talking to these people that knew him. Yeah. And, and mixed in throughout, I think uh, an excellent job. And Zach, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I thought an excellent job of there are tons of hints and little dialogue things for the reign of the Superman, the follow up and what's going on there. But I never felt like it felt out of place. And I think it, it, it fit into the story to make this a standalone even though it's essentially a two-parter or a sequel, whatever you want to call it, I think this stands alone on its own. Oh yeah, it, it definitely stands alone on its own, and it. But it, at the same time, it it doesn't 
it makes you want to see the rest of the story. It's it's definitely an unfinished story, but not in a bad way. It's just like, oh man, I, I want to know what happens. Like, obviously something's going to happen with Project Cadmus and Lex. Like, what is he doing? Um, all of these other things, you know, what's going on with Superman with the Kryptonian ship that comes and takes his body? What What is going on with that? Um, but still, it stands as a great story on its own. Like, this is the first chapter and you can just read this chapter and still be happy um, without ever going on. It's a good story on its own, but it it leaves you wanting to go on. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It caters for just your generic animated movie not, uh, audience, but also your like big time Superman fans like Time. Uh, <laughs> it gives you a little Easter eggs throughout the whole thing. I think it leaves open doors for stuff like Dabney Donovan making clones for Lex. I thought that the doors left wide open for that as we see a cut scene about that in the end. And there's so many other little things, little drops that we get. And we get that Chris Williams playing John Henry Irons is another one that we see. So I'm just thoroughly excited for the next movie. But if there was not was not another movie, you'd be completely satisfied with how this turned out. So I thought that was a great job done all around by DC. Uh, animated entertainment yeah and like you said the Chris Williams is John Henry Irons that's this this movie along with Suicide Squad Hell to Bay does some of the better job incorporating previous continuity uh, because John Henry Irons in Throne of Atlantis was saved by Superman so that's really cool that it was just kind of a throwaway line but that really did happen and I'm glad they're continuing on that and all of the all of the teases leave me really excited for where where they go with Reign of the Superman uh, like this movie it's going to have to be tweaked a little bit from the source material but uh i'm i've got full full trust in this creative team to do something awesome with it yeah and we get four animated movies for 2019 so and all of them are i think are set in this universe so this is going to be a just just going to keep getting bigger and better and with stories like this there's no way that it's going to be going away anytime soon all right well that is all we have for the death of superman travis where can everybody get a hold of you you can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. Just drop me a line and we can chat DC anytime. All right. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.